Hi, everybody. Welcome to season one, episode seven of my Grateful Podcast series. This one is a little bit painful to talk about, I will tell you. Uh, as, as all podcasts in this series, they are mirrored by my blog, my written blog at www.gratefulauthor.com. And they're all reflective of the book, Grateful, Faith, Healing, and the Gift of Music. So I'm going to jump right in. This podcast and blog are called, Is Religion the Reason for Mental Illness? So I recently submitted 30 pages of my book to a grant program that was awarding 75 grants to people in the arts. It was an odd year, 2021, and in the odd years, they include a literary category. So away I optimistically went. The three-person panel of judges read every entry, and then they did a Zoom meeting that uh, we were allowed to sit in on. Our entries were listed with a number rather than our names, so as we listened to them critique our work, it was all anonymous. They didn't know who we were. What an education it was. As I listened to my critique, I was very disenchanted with the fact that they missed the whole point of my book, which is to give glory to God in gratitude for all that he has pulled me through. I mean, he literally parted the Red Sea for me during my lifelong struggle with bipolar disorder by bringing me to a place of remission. That was the element of faith that I meant when I said faith, healing, and the gift of music. But what they felt I was going for with the word faith was how religion and mental illness went together. And that's what they wanted me to expound upon. And they were, quote, disappointed that I did not delve deeper into that subject matter. Well, there's a reason why I did not delve deeper into that subject matter. It was simply not the point of my book because it was not what I believed or experienced. Now, symptoms of mental illness can include things like religious delusions, but I never experienced them, nor do I believe that practicing a religion causes them. So it begs the question, what exactly is a religious delusion and why do they occur? Well, I did a little research on that very subject. So now I'm going to quote a paper that was published in 2013 by Springer Verlag Berlin Heidelberg. And it went a little something like this. Here's an excerpt. To be classified as a religious delusion, the belief must be idiosyncratic rather than accepted within a particular culture or subculture. Strongly held beliefs that are shared within an existing religious or spiritual context would not, therefore, be considered to be religious delusions, irrespective of co-occurring psychosis. So, so yes, religion can be mixed into the mix with mental illness. But as I said, I never experienced any kind of religious psychosis or delusion. So what they're basically saying, in short, is, for example, if a Christian feels strongly that they heard the voice of Jesus, that would not be a religious delusion. That would be accepted within the experience of Christian faith and Christian culture. However, if someone thought that their pillow, for example, was Jesus, was Jesus, and when they went to sleep, it told them what to do tomorrow, well, that would be a religious delusion. That would be idiosyncratic. So their critique of my book, though way off base, did have a little bit of basis when it came to mental illness. And while it was way beyond the scope of grateful, it did trigger this blog. But I think their point was basically that religion can be the reason for mental illness, or at the very least, it plays a significant role. So here I am to answer that ill-informed question. The answer is a simple and resounding no. 
Bipolar disorder is a chemical imbalance in the brain, plain and simple. That is the reason and cause of bipolar disorder. So I'm going to elaborate a little bit on this like I did in my book. It is true that I am a deeply religious person. I'm raised a Catholic. I'm still Catholic. But at the time of the onset of manic and depressive illness, as it was originally called, I was very attached to my faith. I was a young adult of 20 years old. But the disease caused me to wander. And I even let go of my faith for a time because I was very disenchanted with it all. I was sick. My life was falling apart. And when I turned to God and begged him to heal me, I didn't feel a cause and effect. My life remained filled with struggle and I was desperately in need of treatment I didn't want. Ironically, when I came home from college, having failed all my classes and unable to study due to my first experiences with depression and mania, my parents were alarmed and in denial that treatment was what I needed. What they felt was that I needed prayer. They took me to church. My mother lit candles. My father took me to the priest for a blessing. The entire parish prayed for me when they saw the state I was in, not fully realizing the depth of my illness. I mean, my church was a family, an extended family, where no one was a Mr. or Mrs. anything. We were all cousins, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, of an extended nature. Some were even a second mother and father to me. It was home. And before I became very sick, I relished being there throughout my entire childhood, my late adolescence, and as a young adult prior to onset. But prayer wasn't helping as far as I could see. I needed a doctor, not a priest. Did this mean that religion was the reason for my illness? No, of course not. It just wasn't the treatment that I needed. While I knew that God heard our every prayer, I never felt it was helping. Why wasn't he healing me? I just couldn't see the point at the time. I couldn't see that God had a specific plan for my life, a plan that would enrich my faith life beyond measure, which is the reason I wrote the book. Religion was always a place of comfort and closeness to God, but the disease caused me to run from everything familiar. It made me uncomfortable everywhere I went. So I ran from church, family, pretty much everything that I knew. I resented my upbringing. Still, I was depressed everywhere I went because I was depressed, not because of where I was or who I was with. The disease followed me whether I was in church, at a family gathering, or in the bars that I escaped to to go out and sing, and eventually to drink too much. What then was the cause of my affective mood disorder, which was happening in the brain? I spoke of this in my book a lot. Bipolar disorder is genetic. And as I entered treatment for the first time, the first question they asked me was, does anyone in your family have a history of bipolar disorder or any other mental illness? And early on, we simply didn't know. I did, however, come to learn later that there was an aunt on my mother's side of the family who was manic depressive, as it was called back then. This was before there was medication, and she was hospitalized and given electric shock therapy. Praise God that we have come a long way since that, though it did take decades. I was eventually hospitalized 30 years after the onset of my disease because my life at the time was unmanageable. I lived in Los Angeles and I did not manage my medication effectively. Well, that's a fancy way of saying that I pretty much stopped taking it altogether. Praise God again for the overhaul he gave my faith life. 
Today, I look back on my entire life, and though I struggled tremendously, I see how God made beautiful music out of a nasty mess. He turned my trials into testimonies, and I do not regret the walk that I endured because it led me to a faith life that I now treasure and the knowledge that only God could have done all of that. He strengthened me and brought me even closer to my church and my religious life outside the church. He saved me and he continues to save me every day. Glory to God and thank you, Jesus, for all that you have brought me through and all that you have brought me to. And that is the point of my book. I'm going to close this episode with a song that I wrote and arranged because God literally parted the Red Sea for me. That proverbial Red Sea in Hebrew is called Yam Suf, the Sea of Reeds. Yeah. 